It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the second part of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, joined by Jeffrey Benedict, as always, hanging out, the dynamic duo I suppose you can say I, th- I think that's a pretty pretty good nickname. But uh, uh, how you feeling? That, that was that was a pretty good interview with Brian Backo in the first part of the show. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was good. And I mean, you gotta love any anytime we can get a different perspective, get a get a guy who is working the beat and actually you know is around the team more than we get to be. That's a great thing. No, absolutely, I couldn't agree more on that. But. As we sit here right now, less than, I think, checking the clock, roughly the Steelers might just be a couple picks away from actually making their selections. As you sit here right now, are are you feeling good? Are you feeling a little bit nervous? Or how do you feel about the pick in general? I feel awful about the first round pick. (laughs) I really do. Um, Yeah, I I don't feel great about it. I, I, I got to ask why. Why aren't you feeling great about this pick? Okay. Um, I don't think any of the running backs are worth a first-round pick. I don't. Uh, yesterday I was looking through. I, I looked at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, went back to his film, and was watching it. And in my opinion, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was in this running back class, he'd be the number one back. And he went 32nd. And if you look at his rookie season, like he was he was a good rookie season. It was a very solid rookie season. But he's in Kansas City. You know what I mean? Like he's in an ideal situation for his skill set to thrive. And I'm sitting there looking at this and saying, oh, my goodness, if I think he's a better runner than the guys who are in this class, 
what we're going to ask of a running back that we take in the first round behind that offensive line, because you're not going to fully fix the offensive line if you're not starting in the first round. That, that's my opinion there, too. You're going to have to rely on some B.J. Finney probably early in the season. You're going to have to rely on Chooksakor for You're not going to be able to get two mid-round guys and then start them week one and have it be an upgrade, right? You're, you're just not going to be able to do that. So for me, I, I wonder if what fans think can happen with a first-round running back is really even reasonable to ask of one of these guys to come in with kind of a, a patched-together offensive line that right now isn't as good as it was last season when it sucked. As a run-blocking offensive line, it was legitimately terrible. 32nd in the league in rushing. And the offensive line was a serious part of that. You know? And so now, is that even fair to ask of a rookie running back to come in and fix a run game that has a whole lot of problems? Well, before we move on then, you mentioned the offensive line specifically. Um how how many picks should they invest in into that unit if they can try to turn the ship around? I think I think they have to do two. I think you really like you can get you can get a tackle uh, that's that's for the future, but you have to get, in my opinion, a day one start, a week one starter at center is almost a necessity. B.J. Finney was all right when he had a veteran crew that was awesome together, a veteran crew that worked amazingly well together all around him. And he was just the center, right? He was fine, but we don't know what David DeCastro has. We don't know what Kevin Dotson has. Dotson and Chuksakorafor played together a little bit on the right side. Now, now we're talking about both of them moving to left side, right? Like there's a lot going on there. Banner played one game. He's played one game. And we're talking about him starting at right tackle, like potentially. So for me, a, a BJ Finney in that situation is a very different ball game uh, than where we saw BJ Finney before, where he, he even then he wasn't a great run blocker. He can hold his own in the passing game. He can he can keep Ben Roethlisberger, you know, from getting killed. But he's not a run guy. So I don't I don't have a lot of faith at all in the line currently established, even with the first round running back. Uh, there's a few things in the live chat here I, I want to run through before I, I bring you a question. So we'll start off with this one from Andrew Wilbar. He posed a question to both of us uh, towards me. He asked if the Steelers were to make a surprise pick at 24, who would it be? Uh, to quickly answer that, I would say uh, to me, I'd be surprised if they went with the sixth quarterback out of the draft. That would be a big su surprise. Uh, I'd say I like Kellen Mond the best out of that, but there aren't too many names that would genuinely surprise me. A quarterback, specifically the sixth quarterback at 24, would surprise me a, a, quite a lot, actually. Uh, and then the, the question Andrew posed to you, Jeffrey, uh, how would you feel if the Steelers traded down? I would love it. I was telling Michael Beck right before we came on the air uh, that my dream scenario would be to have like just an absolute ton of second, third, and fourth round picks. I love so many players in this draft that are going to be taken in the third round a couple of second round guys, I would love a trade back. Any Anything like that. But um, I'm a firm believer in looking at the Steelers and what they do. I'm also a firm believer that the Steelers are not afraid to tell people what they do. They, they will tell you how they operate and they don't care if you know. And 
Kevin Colbert just said recently in a press conference, if they trade back, he needs to have, you know, if they're going to trade back 10 spots, he needs to have 10 guys he's, he's okay taking before he'll be willing to trade back 10 spots so that you never run into a situation where you traded back and now you don't get someone worth that pick, right? So basically you trade you you gave up and that and that mind like let's say they trade back and they pick up an extra third round pick. You don't trade your first round pick for a third round pick. And if you don't get a guy worth that first round pick by trading back, then that's pretty much what you did. You gave up a very valuable pick for two much less valuable picks. The only reason it makes sense to pick up a, a later round pick is if you are going to still get a guy that you want. So I'd love for the Steelers to trade back, uh, but it's it. I don't think it would be very far. I, I think I don't think you'd see them trade back past much past the very beginning of the second round. Uh, and, and but I would love it. I would absolutely love it if they traded back. Uh, this super chat comes in from Sean Manahan saying, uh, "We forget the biggest problem in the run game was they stopped playing Dotson for whatever reason." Uh, do you think Kevin Dotson alone uh, is uh, is the answer to fixing the Steelers' uh, run blocking woes? I've got one problem there. I loved Kevin Dotson. Uh, if you guys saw my film rooms, I did Kevin. Huge fan of Kevin Dotson. Uh, but I will again say, it wasn't just Dotson. It was Kevin Dotson and Marquise Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey looked so much better when he was playing next to Kevin Dotson. And in my opinion, it's because Kevin Dotson is kind of that Florida Gator offensive line guy. Like, you know, when, when Marquise Pouncey and Mike Pouncey were, were getting Tim Tebow national championships and Heisman Trophy, you know, candidacies, when they were doing that for Tim Tebow, they were just beastly they were incredible and when when Marquise Pouncey was next to Kevin Dotson they kind of had that going on they were really really good together and I'm a firm believer in Kevin Dotson but you're gonna have to have a center with him you're gonna have to have somebody with him that's one of the reasons I think center is really important is because you're gonna have a Kevin Dotson you're going to need that center. Kevin Dotson cannot carry a center yet. We saw it when he was in and J.C. Hassenhauer was in. The line was awful. The line was absolutely terrible. Despite the fact that he was playing, the line was just bad. So for me, it's not just Dotson. Dotson does need someone who, I mean, Marquise Pouncey could tell him exactly what to do. You know, Dotson, Dotson, he could keep things simple for Dotson and be right there and be like, hey, dude, you know, this is what we're doing. He had that guy right next to him. He doesn't have that this year, and that's that's I have a little concern with that, but I am a huge fan of Kevin Dotson. Now, one of my uh, draft crushes is something we'll dive into a little bit more, uh, Josh Myers. He, he, he could potentially be that guy. Uh because like Kevin Colbert said, they think there's a lot of centers that could come in and start on day one. To me, uh, Josh Myers probably the fourth center on your board uh, in some sort of order of Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, Quinn Miners, and then Josh Myers. There's another block after that, but four centers being able to start right away, I think that's kind of what it screams to me. Uh, but Josh Myers being one of my draft crushes, a uh, uh, and one of the things we really want to get into tonight was our draft crushes in general. So Jeffrey, I'm, I'm curious, uh, some of the names of the top, 
top of your list that uh, you really want the Steelers to uh, to add to this roster? Well, number one for me is Creed Humphrey. He is an athletic freak. He runs outside zone so well uh, that he would really help open up that Matt Canada offense and really let him get the most out of a guy like an Anthony McFarland. Uh, and, and I think Benny Snell too. Benny Snell, uh, people think he's a power back, but really he does his best in those outside zone plays where the, the defense is moving laterally and he can crash into him with a head of steam. Uh, that's where he really does well. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Creed Humphrey. I'm also a fan of Josh Myers. <laughs> I like him, but he's a completely different offensive line. Uh, he is. He makes a. He makes your line completely different. At that point, you are a straight ahead vertical running team. You're an inside zone and, and man blocking scheme. Uh, but I do like him. Uh, you want me to keep going? You want me to keep going with a couple yeah, more? Yeah, rattle off a couple more. Okay, uh, a guy we talked about when uh, when we had Notre Dame when we were doing Notre Dame here is Tommy Tremble mm. uh, for for an H back. He'd be your inline uh, blocking tight end and allow Eric Ebron to move around. And you could also put Ebron on the line and put him at H back and move him all around. Uh, I think he is an untapped player. He's not like he's not the most polished, but in a Matt Cannon offense and that kind of style, you don't really need to be as polished. You need to you need to be able to catch the ball when it's your time. You need to be able to block and you need to be able to move. And Tremble can do all of that. And I think he would really unlock some of Canada's stuff. Uh, oh, number one, inside linebacker we talked about at Ohio State. Uh, this is one of my third or fourth round kind of guys is Pete Werner. We talk about Zayvon Collins, but I do agree that first round pick at linebacker is kind of iffy now. Uh, like they've said, those kind of athletic linebackers, they're all over the place now. It's not like Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier was kind of a unicorn when he came out. He was an elite athlete, and everyone's like, whoa, this is crazy. You don't see linebackers like this guy. Now you do. Uh, and one of my guys is Pete Werner, who tested really, really great at the combine. He's an incredible athlete, and he's more of a run stuffer. Like He's like Vince Williams, but he's a freakish athlete. And so I absolutely love him, and we could get him in a mid-round. So, so he's another one of my draft crushes. And I'll get over to you, Michael, and let, let you give us a couple. Uh, a couple names that jump out immediately to me are some offensive linemen that can play all five spots across the offensive line. Uh, the the high, more higher ranked and someone that's starting to get some first round draft buzz, Dylan Raidens, uh, the the tackle specifically slash guard slash center out of North Dakota State. He's someone who's able to do it all, uh, and then. Another school that we uh, we did break down, Notre Dame, uh, Robert Hainsey. Uh, he, he's a guy that can also do that. And both of those guys have fairly long arms, which I know probably doesn't mean too much to, to people that haven't played the position or, or don't really realize the, the kind of added benefit it would be to have long arms. As someone with short arms, being an offensive lineman uh, in my day – it, it was an issue guys had to overcome, but this is a draft class that is noted for not having a lot of guys that have uh, arms measuring 34 inches in length. And, and that's, and both of those guys are guys that exceed that. And I know that's one of the reasons why uh, Raidens is shooting up the draft board. It, it's one of those, those things that you just can't teach size. You can't teach length. 
Uh, those two, Alex Leatherwood, who's developed a, kind of more to be a, a second slash third day pick. He's also someone that physically he tests like his statistics measured out of the gym. He just doesn't compare to everyone else because he's so freakishly big, so freakishly long. Those are three offensive linemen I could really get behind as some developmental pieces and guys that can play multiple positions. Um, Outside of that, Jeffrey, I'm curious, do you have a first round draft crush where you're like, man, I want this guy and I want him bad? Yeah, at at this point, uh, I'm kind of settled on Creed Humphrey who I don't think is really a, a 124 guy. Like, to me, the second round, like in this draft, the second round pick, the second round caliber guys start early. Uh, so to me, like, it, at picking at 24, we're most likely going to get a second round guy, which is why I, I've said, like, I'd be fine, like, if Justin Fields falls to, like, say, 14, right before the Patriots, you know? If the Steelers traded to get a Justin Fields in that situation, I'd be like, you know what, go for it. Because there's not a lot of first-round talent in this draft class, in my view. I know some people look at it and say, whoa, whoa, there's crazy amounts of talent out there. I I don't agree. I, In my opinion, it's not that great. Uh, so for me, a first-round pick would be Justin Fields falls and the Steelers actually go out and get him. Um, I think – he fits the mold of a Lamar Jackson. He's a guy that you're going to have to scheme something that he fits well. But unlike Lamar Jackson, he has a cannon of an arm. Huge. And so for me, for me, you've got a guy who needs a, a more college-based offense with more motion, more stuff, coming to a team with, hmm, Matt Canada. Like, the perfect guy to get that kind of quarterback. Also, he has a freakish cannon of an arm. He's got a great deep ball. And, yeah, Chase Claypool happens to be one of his wide receivers. So, for me, Justin Fields would be an amazing first-round grab uh, for the Steelers. I don't think he rates as high. If you're just looking at quarterback potential to fit in all kinds of different uh, systems, Justin Fields isn't your guy. You know what? The Trevor Lawrence is that dude. Trey Lance is probably better at being that. But if you can design the offense to fit his skills and do a more college-ish offense like Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson, but that fits Justin Fields, I think he can be that Lamar Jackson type character. And I think Pittsburgh is like the perfect spot for him. Uh BTSE uh, co-editor Dave Schofield uh, chimes in the, in the live chat here. Uh, he says, I said that as well, 15 or 16 true first rounders. Uh, you hear that a lot too. It, it's not just like a like a hot take that there's not these crazy amounts of, of talent just oozing uh, high-end first round potential. It, it's something you, you kind of seen a lot through that, throughout this entire draft process. Now, if someone falls that has one of those grades, but – say, is a wide receiver or a position the Steelers don't really need, would they still, like, snub that spot to take more of a position of need? Like, if Jalen Waddle is there at 24 and it's between Waddle and Najee Harris and Creed Humphrey, what do you – because genuinely, like, the top talent would be Jalen Waddle, but that wouldn't make any sense, really, or 
too much sense in my opinion, but I'm curious what you would do if that is the, the scenario you're faced. Forget making sense. If Jalen Waddle's there at 24, you take Jalen Waddle. You say, Ben, look, look what we got you. Like, <laughs> hey, Ben, we got you a pony. Right? Ben would sign a new Christmas. deal, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to throw within two seconds. We accept that. Like, you're going to have to throw the ball as soon as it touches your hands. But we've got a guy who can take a two yard pass and break it to the house. You know, do you, and, and, Right now, we've got a guy like Deontay Johnson who can take a short pass, and if he doesn't drop it, get you 20 yards. Uh, but at the same point, like a Jalen Waddle, man. Shoot, I would take a Jalen Waddle, especially Matt Canada. Matt Canada would find ways to get him open. He would have Jalen Waddle would be doing crazy stuff in Matt Canada's offense, uh, and Ben would find him. So, yeah, if, if Jalen Waddle were to fall, yeah, take him. The, one of my strategies, and even like the Zaven Collin picks. Gollins pick now. If the Steelers picked Zaven Collins in the first round, does it make sense when you look at the depth chart? No. Does it maybe solve a weakness we have? No. It doesn't solve a weakness we have. But you know what it does? It takes an area that we're okay and it turns it into something that other teams sit there and have to go like, oh crap. How do we deal with Zaven Collins and Devin Bush? You know, Jalen Wada would be like, oh right, their number three slash four receiver is Jalen Waddle. Like, how do you how do you defend the Pittsburgh Steelers in that situation when they go five wide, right? And it's Juju Smith Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Jalen Waddle. You you could run your offense that way. Just be like, we've got five wide receivers. You can't cover four of them. Like, so there's no way you can cover all five. Ben, we're doing empty set all day. Just go for it. Like, doesn't matter. We don't need a running back. We'll find some guy who all he can do is pass block. You know, BJ, at that point, BJ Finney is a, and, and, uh, BJ Finney and Chuck Sikorafor are fine. They're pass blockers. They can't run block. Who cares? We don't need to run. <laughs> yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Like, you, you can't pass on talent. And that's, that's one of the big things I, I think we've tried to hammer home this kind of offseason. And throughout this entire process, we've talked to a bunch of schools. I'm, I'm curious uh, if there's one that sticks out to you. One of uh, one of our interview guests that you're like, I really learned a lot that week. Probably Oklahoma State. I had the least information on them. And uh, I was not big into Tevin Jenkins. And uh, I cannot remember who came on, what her name was. But after that interview, I had to go look up Tevin Jenkins, and I was like, wow. You know, this wow, this dude. This dude is crazy. Uh, I, I, mm, he's a tough first-round pick, but I really love his game. He's a tough first-round pick because, in my opinion, he's iffy if he's – he cannot be a left tackle. He's not going to be a left tackle. We have a right tackle, you know, and it's possible he could be end up a guard. I don't know. So that was a big one to me. That was a really good uh, – class I learned from. Uh, I also really enjoyed our Ohio State one just because even prepping for that one, I was like, wow, there's a lot of good fits for the Steelers on Ohio State's offense. Even even a guy, I, I like, we don't need a guard, right? But Wyatt Davis? Mm. Holy crap. You put him and Kevin Dotson together, you'd have like the beastiest line ever. You'd be like, we get Josh Myers and and Wyatt Davis, our internal line would just, our, the interior line with them and Kevin Dotson would just be line. like, 
it'd just be ridiculous. It, you could, <laughs> like, I, I, I think I said in our Slack channel, you could put Jordan Berry at running back and it would work at that point. You know, like it, it wouldn't matter. Like they're just going to crush people. Yeah, it's funny. I thought for sure you're you're gonna take the easy route and be like, oh, JTO Sullivan, QB school, whatever, you know. No, but- I I seriously watch everything he makes. There was nothing in that interview that surprised me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I, enough. I watch literally everything he comes. I, I, I'll, I'll be like, this this last week I was like, oh crap, you came up with another video, and this one's thirty minutes long. I don't even have time to watch this, and I'm sitting there watching it. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Uh, take yourself to school, whatever. <laughs> yeah, go walk to school. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, and before we run out of time tonight, what do you think of a second-round quarterback? I, I know a lot of fans will hate it, but right now I, I know the kind of talk the talk growing is there's three guys that could potentially be second-round picks. We know Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills. Uh, what would your thoughts be if 55 the Steelers take one of those guys? Oh, if they take Kyle Trask, oh. Or, or uh, even, even the best of, of those three. Like, what, uh, what what would your feelings be? You know what? I like Kellen Mond, but as a developmental guy, I would rank him lower than Dwayne Haskins. Mm. And I don't think the Steelers are moving on from Mason Rudolph. Whoever you take there uh, has to compete. Right. And look at what they're up against. I, I think there's a good chance whoever you get there, you know, you're you're kind of taking them just because they're a second round pick. But are you cutting Dwayne Haskins? Like what if Dwayne Haskins comes out and actually looks good? Are you cutting Mason Rudolph? Like Mason Rudolph is your backup. That's your that's your guy who knows the system. He can he knows the players. Are you going with two fresh faces in the room to be Ben's backup? Like to me, I don't. I don't think that's worth it. I think. I think you you keep what we have, and I think you keep Josh Dobbs, and he ends up on the practice squad just so he can be there to talk to Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> and be like, "Hey, Ben, this is what I saw on film." You know, like I could see that happening. I. I just if if the quarterback isn't like surefire better than Mason Rudolph this year, like a Justin Fields would be, like a Trey Lance would be, uh, then I don't see the value in taking them because. Why? Why do you have them? Unless you really think no quarterback in the next three years is going to be their equal, you know? Otherwise, like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Uh, this is something we asked Brian before he uh, logged off in the, in the first part of our show, but what's your dream draft scenario here? My dream draft scenario? Your dream draft scenario. Oh, my dream draft scenario is Creed Humphrey. Round one, uh, someone like an Eichenberg or a Jalen Mayfield fall in, in round second, or we get two, we get a tackle and we get a center. Uh, then I want Michael Carter, running back from from North Carolina. I love his film. I know that's a not a that's not a take that a lot of people share. Um, I think him and Benny Snell would make a great you know tag team of running backs with with Benny Snell being grinding out yards and uh, Michael Carter breaking big ones. I, I want Tommy Tremble in there. Um, but really, oh, sorry. That was it's okay. Disgusting. <laughs> I got something in my mouth. That was weird. Anyways. Uh, Can't all be perfect shows, folks. It was like a, I don't know. It, it might have been a bug. It was something weird just came in my mouth. That was gross. <laughs> um, uh, we have anyway, fun. 
one of my my actual my actual real dream, right? My real dream is is like UDFA territory, undrafted free agent territory, end of the draft guys. I've got three guys I want on the Pittsburgh Steelers that may not even be drafted. Uh, what is my my man from Michigan, Ben Mason, the fullback, <laughs> the human missile? Whether he has the ball or not, he goes full speed and hits who's ever in front of him as hard as he possibly can. Steelers fans would love it because he go he drives he'll drive anyone forward. Uh, and then two players from Pitt. I, I want Jason Pinnock, right, from Pitt, who tested off the charts. He was actually a good quarterback on film. And, and people were like, he's going to go undrafted. And that actually surprises me. Like, I, I I was picturing him as like a fifth or a sixth-round pick just because he was a number one quarterback in a tough division for, for covering wide receivers. And he did pretty dang good. And then he tests off the charts, and people were like, yeah, he's going to go undrafted. And I'm like, what? No, bring him in. Like, Really, Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, if you want these cornerbacks that are six foot tall and athletic freaks that are developmental corners, stop picking them in the first round. Stop picking them in the third round. Take them as undrafted free agents. Take them in the sixth or seventh round, and no one cares. No one no one complains about Terry Hawthorne. Nobody. He was a fifth-round pick. No one cares. You can take whatever you want there. We don't care. So – Jason Pinnock is a guy I want. Uh, and the other one is the man with the face of a toddler and the biceps of angry Bruce Banner, Jalen Twyman. That dude, I just, I want him on the Steelers. He tested like in the cellar athletically, except for his bench press. <laughs> 40 reps. And, yeah. And like he's been out of, he's been out of school. He's been off the field for a year, put on weight, is agility, like everything went to crap. But, the season he was there, he looked like, you know, like a poor man's Aaron Donald. Give me that dude. Put him in there. I, I want that guy on the Steelers. He's a late-round pick. That's our defensive line guy. Give him a time. Let him stand on the sidelines and flex at Isaiah Bugs and push people around. Like, like <laughs> Sideline I'm fights. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, go do that. That's what I want. I, You'll see, everyone, if you guys already don't know this about me, I, that's my favorite part of the season is when – we get the undrafted free agents. The rookie camp occurs. Those are my guys. The Devlin Hodges of the world. Those are my dudes. I love those guys. Those are the guys I cheer for. Uh, so that's that's my real that's my real goal. Those three guys as Steelers. I I, I won't even care what the first round pick was. We're gonna go over tonight. Uh, sorry, Brian. It's our it's our draft spectacular. Uh, I got some stuff I, I need to get through here, and I, I want to talk about my dream scenario too. Uh, I I think in the perfect world, the Steelers are able to trade back. Whether or not that's with Green Bay or Buffalo or Tampa Bay, those are probably the three teams they do it for. There's no way the Steelers are trading out of the first round. That would blow my mind. They like legitimately need to have like a dozen names where they're like, oh, we love all these guys. And that's just not, that's not reasonable. They trade back, say five, six spots. They add a third round pick and still have say Zayvon Collins, or Najee Harris fall their lap. To me, you know how much I love Zayvon Collins. So that, that's the direction I go with that. The second round, if Javante Williams falls down the board, I like I am all on board for trading back in the first to trade up in the second to get one of the top three running backs and still one of the best players available with your first round pick. All of a sudden, you have outstanding linebacker depth. You got the running back that you desperately need, and you still have two third round picks 
and potentially two fourth round picks if you didn't have to move one up, uh, depending on the trade scenarios. But with, with two third round picks, you can find your center in a Josh Myers, and you can also pick up a, a tackle in, say, Stone Forsyth. Uh, all of a sudden, your offensive line's looking pretty good. You got good depth on your offensive line, you got your running back. You got this baller on the defensive side that can play both linebacker spots. And then in the fourth round, you could go get Sean Wade out of Ohio State. Now you have a nickel. Sure, when you look at it, you might think to yourself, oh, they still need a tight end. But really, one spot is probably going to have to suffer here. Like, no matter how you slice it, something is going to have to take some sort of a step back. And to be honest, there's still a bunch of options when it comes to tight ends and free agency and even via trade. The Steelers still have Eric Ebron on the roster, and all they really need to do is add some kind of blocking type tight end to, or just somebody else to the mix that has some sort of experience. There are those guys in free agency, so I can see it happening. So now that I got that off my chest, what do you, Jeffrey Benedict, think the Steelers will do, what the Steelers will do, not you do, what the Steelers will do with their 24th overall pick? Oh, I... I honestly, I honestly think they end up with Najee Harris, or if not him, another running back. I, I find it hard to believe that three running backs are going to be taken in the first round. Me too. Frankly, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is better than any of them, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I, I have a hard time with that. I understand Harris possibly going to Miami if it's your second pick, but at eighteen, you could get a really good players still like there's still going to be a lot of good players out there i i I have trouble with running back i I could like i i can agree with that with running back being the 24th pick what the steelers actually do Najee harris i can see that i can also see what happened last year happening where they all slide like 30 slots longer than they're kind of expected to go i can definitely see that happening as well and one of those backs being available at 55, I, I feel like that should happen. Like to me, I think yeah. everyone would kind of go a little crazy if all those running backs are gone. That just means people got insanely trigger happy at the spot. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel like one should be there at 55. If, if Harris is gone, or, or or if you lean on the belief that a running back will be there at 55, I think they probably try to address the offensive line. Of course, there's those Zayvon, Collins, Zayvon Collins rumors that just won't go away, uh, despite me not not being the one that's starting these fires. So don't don't point the messenger. But uh, I, what I generally th- I think they will do Najee Harris. I, I, like if I was a betting man, if I had to put money on it, that's the name I'm put, putting the money on. But really, as we sit here right now, this whole process, the whole time I've been asking you, is it any clear? Any clear? Really, it's just as murky as ever. And it, like it has to do with the prospects, has to do with the Steelers themselves and what they bring in. Really, we just don't know. Now, since we are uh, past the top of the hour, I want to make sure if you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to plug, uh, speak now because uh, next time you hear from us, uh, we'll be breaking down draft picks. Yeah, uh, really, all I got to plug is stay with us. Uh, we are going to hit the draft hard this next week. Um, I, I've already got permission from my wife. My next week is pretty much just draft focused. Uh, Michael and I are going to be on the air on Saturday for the fourth round. I'm doing, uh, picks. daily. Yeah. I'm doing daily, uh, stock reports after the picks, uh, each day of the draft, I'm going to be breaking down scouting reports 
you know, uh, of the picks we make going through different websites, different people and what they said about each of these picks. Uh, and then Kevin Smith and I are going to be doing film rooms. Everyone's going to be doing that's the stuff I know I'm involved in. I don't even I haven't even kept track of what other people are doing. I know Michael's got a ton of stuff he's going to be doing. It's going to be crazy. You're going to get all the draft content you could possibly want from behind the steel curtain, both in podcast live on YouTube and in the written form. It's it's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be great. It's the most coverage we've ever had. I'm, I'm going to double down on what Jeffrey's saying here. Make sure wherever you get your podcast from, you are subscribed to the, to our channels. Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, is bringing you instant analysis, 10-minute podcast on every single pick. You are getting instant analysis on those players. Uh, about five minutes after every single pick is made, we are doing live roundtables on those picks. We're getting player tweet reactions. We're getting fan reaction. Seriously, a ton of content is coming at you. If you want it first, links will continually be provided to you by following us on our social media channels. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and even on Instagram. You can find us at Behind the Steel Curtain or BT Steel Curtain uh, on Twitter and Instagram, those being our handles. You can find us, follow. I'm telling you, there's a ton of content. If you love the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you love the draft, if you want this content, Seriously, you're not getting better content or more content anywhere else. And best yet for you guys, 100% free. No paywalls. Seriously, what is there not to love about BehindTheSteelCurtain.com? Oh, got that off my chest. So make sure, once again, make sure you're following along, hitting the subscribe button, five stars. Everything you can do to help support our channel and learn more about these draft picks helps support us. So just make sure you're doing it. So ladies and gentlemen, for my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict. My name is Michael Beck. The draft is tomorrow, baby. Can't wait. We'll talk to you guys soon. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.